I want to begin today by saying how grateful I am to all of you that are faithful followers of Coffee Time. I know that many of you are faithful viewers because some of you sent me a message yesterday wondering where the Monday broadcast was after my week off. I was actually working on that new intro because some of you told me that my last intro was a little bit long. So by popular demand, we have a shorter intro. And I'm also working on some other projects that we have in the shoot, both for this and some of the other things that I do. So I'll let you know about those in the not too distant future. But once again, before I get started today, I wanna to ask you if you haven't done so yet to push the little subscribe button down below on the screen. The more of you that subscribe to this channel, the more it gets promoted on YouTube. So help me to get this content out to more people. As we get started today, little question for you. Why should you be good? Why should we maintain what the Bible calls righteousness and what we generally think of as morality? Why do good? Why be good? Why walk uprightly? For many philosophical theists, there is no real compelling reason to walk in righteousness if there is no God. If there is no moral lawgiver, then there's no reason for us to walk in a moral sort of way. But in Acts chapter 24, as he defended himself before Felix, who was the Roman procurator of Judea at that time, the Apostle Paul said this in Acts 24, I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets, that is the Old Testament. Paul says, I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection. There will be life after this life. There will be a resurrection from the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. And this being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience that is without offense toward God and men. Why do we do good? Why do we seek to walk uprightly? Why do we, like the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago, strive to have a conscience that is without offense? We do so because we believe what the scriptures say. Because we believe that there will be a time after this life that we stand before God and we are judged by the superordinate standard of God's righteousness. When Paul said these things to Felix, Felix didn't believe the same way that Paul did. And he probably lived his life as an unbelieving Roman, doing whatever he wanted to do. His conscience was probably not bugged by his conduct, but then he heard the testimony of Paul. And he had an opportunity for a period of time to see the way that Paul lived. And then we read this later on in chapter 24. After some days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard Paul concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as Paul reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment that is to come, Felix was afraid. And he answered Paul and said, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. It appears that a convenient time never came. Instead, he just let Paul kind of languish in prison there in Caesarea for the next two years until Felix's post was given to another person named Festus. But Paul reasoned with him about righteousness, self-control, and a coming judgment. And as he did, Felix was concerned. He was seeing what Paul was saying or hearing what Paul was saying, and he was considering his own life, and he was afraid. What if it is true? What if this is reality? 
Of course, you can say all you want that I don't really believe it, but what if it is true? What if there is a God? What if there is life after this and you will stand before him one day for judgment? If it is true and you continue to walk contrary to righteousness, you continue to walk willfully in what the Bible calls sin after hearing the truth, as Felix did from Paul there in Acts 24, there's no way for you to deal with your unrighteousness on your own. And the outlook is pretty bleak. That's why I think Felix was afraid when he heard these things. He had exactly what the New Testament said that he would have. For those people who hear the truth and know the truth and continue to walk contrary to the truth, the only thing they have to look forward to is what Hebrews chapter 10 says is a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation that will come without mercy. That's sobering and something that I hope that you'll think about. We'll see you next time.